Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And it's just like, and they get through that, and you think yes, and you and you log on the next day, and you're like, yes, they made it. They didn't drink <laughs> last night, and they and they come on in the morning, and they're just like, yes, nine o'clock or, or whatever. I didn't drink last night, and everyone's like celebrating. The community is yeah. absolutely amazing. Welcome to Series 2 of the One Year No Beer Podcast. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, then hit that button so you don't miss another episode. Just before we get started with today's interview, I just want to quickly mention one thing that Jen and I do every day. We were so lucky to come across this brand listening to podcasts just like this. And we are so proud to be sponsored by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is literally one scoop of this all-round nutritional insurance, which is made up of no less than 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfoods, scientifically researched and blended together to support and improve energy recovery, immunity, and digestion. It's so easy. You just get down in the morning, plop open that glass, Pour in your athletic greens and pow, you are doing what you need in one scoop. If you want to join us, simply visit athleticgreens.com forward slash O-Y-N-B and join the health experts, athletes and health conscious go-getters around the world who are making a daily commitment to their health every day. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com forward slash O-Y-N-B. Now, don't forget the forward slash O-Y-N-B because this will entitle you to the special deal Athletic Greens have given out to our listeners. A year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs will take with you on the go. Once again, athleticgreens.com. Don't forget, O-Y-N-B. Now let's get started with the podcast. I'm so excited to bring you one of our first of hopefully a long series of real stories of OYMB members. Today, this evening, I am joined by the lovely Rosalind Richardson, who I will now call from now on Ros, if that's cool with you, Ros. Ros, absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, who has been such a star in um, OMB. And um, if you've been a part of OMB, I'm sure you'll recognize Roz. um, And we are going to be sharing her story. What an amazing story this is, a story of true transformation, not just um, transformation from health, but also direction of life and purpose and so many things like that, which we're we're going to get into a minute. But by way of setting a bit of background, Roz, why don't you start off by telling everybody a bit of who you are and um, and and you know a bit of your beginning relationship of alcohol? Okay, so <clears throat> I grew up um, and I basically was I was I, I kind of got into acting when I was about nine, um, and then I went to school, did acting there, <clears throat> got an A um, in GCSE acting. Then I went to do a, a BTEC national diploma, and then um, I went to university and. Uh, welcome alcohol to my life (laughs) (laughs) in a rather big way um so yeah I mean I mean you know 
these things happen. Um, I do remember sort of being locked out of my house, dressed up as a lobster once. And I had like kind of like the, you know, the antennae on and the, and the clippers. And I literally was just outside my house for like hours, just hitting my knee against the, the door. Um, so, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I was drinking quite a was lot. Was that your parents' house? Um, no, no, no. It was just yeah. my university house, and right. uh, the, pe- the people opposite actually kind of like could hear the banging, and they were they were complete strangers, and they were like, "Do you want to come in? Like, do you want to sleep here?" And I stumbled a bit, and I was completely dressed as a lobster, and, th- and this girl just went, "Are you drunk?" <laughs> like that, and I'm like dressed up as a lobster. I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> so how did you it guess? Was it was mad, and um, and then after that, um, I didn't want to go home uh, and live with my parents again, so I. My pub job that I had became my full-time job. So I was working in the in the pub and I was, you know, drinking all the time. I was, um, God, I hope they're not watching, but I, I was uh, <laughs> I was in charge of, of the kind of pub and I was shutting up and stuff and we had lock-ins and stuff like that. And it was just, it just got out of hand in that sense. Um, so I was just drinking a lot and making horrible mistakes and, you know, all the rest of it as you do. Um so, and then after that, I became, um, I, I, I had an office job, which I wanted to, I just couldn't, couldn't cope with them sort of like the, the same thing happening every day. So, um, I became a driving instructor, um, for 15 years and I met my husband and we, was he we a had, customer? Um, no, 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 he was a driving instructor as well. Um, uh-huh. so all very, all very, uh, yeah, proper. Um, but at the same time, we did sort of like start our relationship on alcohol as well. Um, so, you know, I, there was a lot of drinking at the beginning and the whole relationship really started that way when I was 24, you know, um, <clears throat> and that, that marriage is dissolved now anyway. So, uh, 15 years later um but yeah it's uh I knew that I was going to leave my husband and I wanted to get sober for the event um so around about four four and a half years ago I started my journey to become sober and fell off the wagon three times um and then eventually found you and you changed my life hooray Yes. Um, but I mean, g- just going back into um, some of your story and um, and things like that, you know, you were talking about um, some of the crazy lobster thing, uh, getting locked out. I mean, ha- hands up who's been locked out of their house one time or another and, and had alcohol. Well, I'm 100% there. In fact, um, that's me putting five fingers up <laughs> the amount of times a week. Uh, uh, <laughs> locked out of my house um you know in fact jen opened the door one day and um, found me asleep on the doorstep um because i was i, I didn't want to get that huge rage uh, from, from not having my keys again uh, oh. but you know they, they say you know she says now if it's not tied to me then i have full right to lose it um, so, um Brilliant. but um and, and you know so that's normal growing up, right? And and normal UK culture mm. and normal partying. You know, looking at college and you said that university is when it really started to to go up a notch. Um yeah. and it was <clears throat> culture. So everybody yeah. was doing that. Were they or were you were you more than everyone? Um, well, they say a Desmond tutu. I didn't get a tutu, but that's the drinker's degree. Apparently, if you get a tutu, it's because you drank loads. I managed to scrape a two one, so uh, I don't know. But, but that was it. <laughs> I got away with it, you know. Um, I think I only went to one of my lectures uh, on a Wednesday um, for the whole term because they had like a, a, a night for students the night before, and I never made it. I was just so off off it, you know, just so hungover. I never made it to that to that. I don't know. She must have just been like, who's, who's Rosalind? I will just pass her anyway because we don't know who she is <laughs> because <laughs> I just never turned up. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's where it just got out of hand, you know, lots of sh- shots and just horrific. Like I fell asleep on a, on a zebra crossing once, you know. It was just waking up in places that I had no idea where I was, you know. Mm. I was 
it was it was it was nasty really i mean it was funny but i mean you look back yeah it was funny funny at the time ah. but you put ourselves into some crazy situations but i mean i remember i was never at university but i spent a lot of time at my brother's halls um and um the, the it was you know panda pine and and free shots to come in and all of that kind of stuff so it it's not really any surprise is it i mean that it, it's it would it's what everybody was doing. It's yeah. absolutely there. It's ultra cheap. Um, yeah. So it's not really any surprise that majority of students start to develop a problematic relationship with alcohol. I know. I mean, I just, I remember going to a club and they'd have like 12 vodkas in the glasses and then they'd open a Red Bull and just literally go like that. And then pff, that's it. You, you go, um, 12 you know, quid. 12 vodka well, Red Bulls yeah. for 12 quid. Yeah. And I went to hospital one, one night. Well, yeah, I've been to hospital twice with alcohol now. I didn't have my stomach pumped, but I was in a right state. I just, yeah, it was just on vodka. Vodka, vodka exited my life at university because of, because I went to hospital. Um, and yeah, it, you know, I was drinking so much. I drink a bottle of vodka before I even went out. Um, and then I would, you know, be falling asleep on the zebra crossings and going to hospital. And I remember this one time I drank so much alcohol that the next day I was throwing up so much that blood was coming out Ooh. and my hands were closing by themselves. It was really weird. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what happened to my hands, but they were like closing for me. I was so frightened. It, it was, and then I didn't stop drinking, you know, I carried on. Mm. It's just, you know, it's just so addictive. And the thing that, annoys me about it all which I've made videos about on one year no beer is they glorify it you know they the adverts I mean I know okay you don't see them on the telly because you know anymore but they used to be when you go to Sainsbury's or something it's like there's a light show in the aisle for alcohol you know it's like come and I mean it's like beautiful and you think well if I drink that I might lose my job. I might lose my wife or husband. I might lose my children. I might lose my house. Do, do you know what I mean? And they're mm. making it look all gorgeous. And I just, or putting like gold inside the actual drink Bottle. to make, you know, it's just like horrible, you know. And when they say, oh, t- um, we've got money off every little bit helps for, for a bottle of gin, it just annoys, it just annoys me because of how much damage I know that it creates. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. I I think, again, that's part of the mindset shift that we go through is when you actually really take stock and see the impact. Because, you know, for a lot of people, they haven't really gone through that process yet of realising the impact that alcohol is having on them. I saw a book being published, I think, last month, um, and it was Good Wine for Tired Mummies. Um, And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, I wish I wish the book wasn't saying that to you. I wish the book was saying, hey, you know, you're tired. The last thing you need to add into your life right now is something which is going to make you feel more anxious, more tired, more depressed, sleep worse. Mm. You know, I wish it was saying that. But ah. anyway, um, <clears throat> so um, met your husband and um, you've got two wonderful children, young boys, yes. um, uh, which, you know, parenting is absolutely a, a challenge and and you know, when you met your husband, it was very much drinking and partying like most people in the UK when you meet your partner and you carry on with that sort of relationship. Tell us a bit more about that. Okay. So, well, yeah, we definitely had a, I mean, we are, you know, I was 22 when I met him, 24 when we actually got together. So, I mean, we were just in that, that zone of drinking, you know, um, he didn't go to university, but, but we were very much like, you know, the group that we hung out with, um drunk heavily um I remember going to a party to a barbecue once and one of my friends was drinking neat whiskey and we were eating hot dogs and he just turned around and just was sick on the floor and then he just carried on drinking it was just so disgusting you know um I mean it's funny at the time he got sort of hit by his wife and or whatever girlfriend at the time and it's just like oh but looking back you're like that is so gross you know um but yeah you know I mean we we developed our 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 sort of marriage well our relationship on alcohol heavily yeah um which could have been a mistake but I guess that happens because of the age um and like I say you know it has dissolved now um when I started to give up alcohol when I was still with him he really didn't understand 
Um, and he was always like, when are you going to stop? Um, don't do that. You don't when need you gonna to stop, do that. Stop trying to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rather yeah. than when are you going to stop drinking? Like, when are you going to stop not drinking? Yeah. Which is which is crazy. Yeah. It, yeah, it was, and it was, you know, and I didn't feel, I didn't feel like he, I mean, he kept on playing it down. He was like, you don't have a problem, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I felt like I did, you know, I was feeling, I was losing sleep. I couldn't get up in the morning. You know, I was like kind of in my bed, like, oh God, like, you know, I've got to get up and the kids are like jumping on me or whatever. And I'm like feeling like death. If it's the weekend and I've drunk too much the night before watching Netflix, you know, in the morning when they wake up at six on a Sunday, you're like, oh, I just want to die um, instead of looking after my children, which is just horrible. You know, I mean, I, I told you earlier, you know, I had I, I had to really try hard to get my children. You know, I didn't have an easy an easy time with it. Um, and then and then I get my children. I'm delighted. And then I start drinking you know, and not, and not appreciating them. So I think that was a real big mistake. And I'm so pleased that I've sorted myself out for them, yeah. considering I was drinking after the school run quite a lot. Yeah. Well, all the time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we'll, 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 we'll come on to the, 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 that bit in a second, just dialing back into what you said, which I think is really keen. I think a lot of people go through this. Um, interestingly, another member mentioned, they called it the alcohol widow. Um, so he had changed his relationship with alcohol, but his partner hadn't. And his partner, uh, his wife was giving him a lot of grief and misunderstanding and not getting it. And when are you going to come back to being the guy I know and love and yeah, oh, that's this kind of thing. And that, and that actually, this is a really, really big part of trying to help people through this journey because it's such a big shift. People who are still drinking don't understand why you wouldn't want to not drink. Like, why yeah. would you not want to drink? It's fun, it's happiness, it's everything else. Mm. But then what was really going on is that you were quietly suffering. Maybe not even quietly, but most of your suffering was really quiet. This literally mental health issues, right? You're, wake, you're waking up, you're feeling regret and sadness and depression and anxiety and paranoia and all those things. You're feeling those things and you're not communicating them to your partner of like, oh my God, I feel horrendous. Imagine if it was like headache instead. And or, or you were talking, well, come on, your headaches aren't that bad. You're like, no, no, I, I suffer migraines, right? Or, you know, I've got extreme headaches. But with alcohol, it's like the, the other person always says, oh, you're not that bad. I mean, you don't drink that much. You yeah. Know, why? You know, it's like there needs oh, to be a new awareness. I remember, I remember sort of going around for Christmas and, and it would be like, Ros, are you drinking? And I'd be like, no, I'm not. And it was just like, it wasn't accepted. Um my mum was like, oh, you can just moderate, you know, just don't drink too much. But how can you say that to somebody who's who? I mean, for me, it's like, OK, I've just moderating is just like for me, it just can't work. Because if I have a glass of wine, then for me, it's just like that opens the, the floodgates. It's just like, oh, well, I've had one now. I don't actually care anymore. So now I'm going to I'm just going to drink more. So mm. for me, I, ca I cannot allow one because that would literally I'm scared of that yeah I'm, I'm scared of that because if I do it I know that I will be a drinker again I know it for me personally I can't do that well I think that's also again that is a really strong piece because what you've done is you've built a life that you feel too precious about um that you don't want to to go back to the way it was and that's a wonderful yeah. thing and we'll go into more detail about that transformation in you and 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 how exciting that is um you mentioned that um you've now had kids um and that you know you almost stepped up the drinking a notch um you yeah. were coming home uh, straight after school getting straight onto it so what was what was going on there for you but you were also trying to change your relationship with alcohol in in occasion is that right yeah, I feel very disappointed and quite uh, embarrassed to say this, but people will need to know it. But, you know, I was I was going through and still I'm going through a divorce. Um, it's been going on for a long time. But like when I started to drink after the school run, um, obviously it would lift my spirits. And then I'm disgusted to say, but I would sort of like have this energy to sort of read them their bedtime stories energetically and and it makes me feel embarrassed and shamed, you know, to think that I did that, you know, and they were having fun with me 
not naturally. Um, and then in the morning when they're trying to wake me up, you know, I can't wake up for them. And it's like, mommy, mommy, get up, get up. And I'm like, oh, just give me, give me another, give me another, just five minutes, 10 minutes, you know. And it's, and then I was letting them down. So perhaps I was fun mum in the evening, giving them a story, running around the house, perhaps because I'm tipsy or whatever, drunk, you know. Um, but then I let them down horribly in the morning. And I almost like, I almost find it hard to, to talk about that. I feel so disgusted with myself for allowing myself to do that, especially when, when I really had to fight for my having my children in the first place. <laughs> I hear you 100%. And I just want to dial into that because I want to give you absolute permission, right? This is really important is that shame drives our negative relationship with alcohol. It's such a big factor. And what we need to move away from in creating a life that we love is using shame to beat ourselves up. Now, listen, we all fuck up, excuse my French, as parents. We all make mistakes. Yeah. The, uh, categorically, alcohol didn't help in, in any of those situations with kids. Al all alcohol does is, is help you numb yourself. And like, we want to be there for our kids. We want to show up for them. We want to give them a good life, but we can't all be perfect all the time. And, you know, there'll be lots of people out there who are drinking occasionally or drinking sometimes still, and they've got kids and everything else. It's perfectly understandable. The one thing is that you are choosing differently now, and that's really powerful. And so literally get past, you know, let go of that yeah. shame in that part <clears throat> because it's yeah. so important for you to say, I'm choosing to be better. There were circumstances and there were reasons, including my relationship and all of those things in my life that led to me having a more mm. difficult relationship with alcohol but I am now a better person for it. And what's amazing, especially with children, is they learn by us doing, right? They, and there's such a great age at seven and five for <laughs> you to show them an alternative, an alternative way of being that alcohol doesn't equal fun, happiness, success, and everything else. So it's quite amazing. exciting, actually, because yeah. my children, I've really um, taken them on, on board with it. And of course, I've got my straight edge tattoo. Um, which is obviously like no drink, no alcohol, no cigarettes, blah, blah, blah. It can go further than that with prescription like drugs as well. But, you know, obviously I've got a tattoo on my hand, which they've spoken about. And then I've got my number one, you know, because I'm putting myself first. And it's like, what's Love that, it. mommy? You know, and it's just like, well, that's my straight edge. I'm never going to touch alcohol again. And I'm like, Do you know what? It's because I'm going to have so much more money. And that means that you're going to get loads more presents. And we're going to go on holidays together and this, that and the other. And, like, and they just love it. And every time um, something comes on the telly, like someone's drinking wine, my son said to me like two days ago, he was like, is that wine that they're drinking on there? And he turned around to me and went, Ugh, and I went, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, come on. And I'm sat on my sofa. Like, this is like, I know that I keep on banging on about it, but because um, I've saved 1,600 pounds from, from being uh, sober, I've got my sofa. And somebody said, like, somebody was like, I thought that was like actually like a drunk buy. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm a bit mad anyway. So I, have <laughs> I don't have to be drunk. You know? We and all need more color in our lives. So I'm loving the color of the sofa. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm crazy enough as it is, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an actress. It, you know, I don't need to, to stifle myself because actually mm. it was putting me into prison rather than opening me up. You know, I was actually getting my personality and just going, Ugh with mm. alcohol and then when I gave up alcohol it was like like the world became so much bigger like yeah. I had to be brave to step out of it and like challenge all the stuff that happened to me when I was a kid and and all that stuff with the divorce and 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 then obviously peer pressure from my friends and blah blah and your friends are like no no don't do that let's just go on holiday and get really drunk and it's just mm. like no, I'm doing this because I want my life to be different. Please support me. Yeah. The, the, we were talking about this a bit before and we'll, we'll jump into these. <clears throat> it is coming from a place of absolute limited, li limited by the walls, limited by the relationship, limited by, you know, feelings and hangovers and regret and blah, just being in a limited place. And actually I think that, the, the, the alcohol is both the result and the cause. So the only way we can stay limited is by drinking to numb out the noise because it's not our natural way. We actually want to like you get up and sing and dance and be an actress and yay, right? Yeah. That's your natural <laughs> state of being. But in order for you to fit in the box of 
you shouldn't be putting yourself out there. You are not this, you blah, blah, blah. You have to drink in order to stay in that cycle. But similarly, choosing to stop the alcohol, well, that box starts to dissipate. That box yeah. starts to remove. But the problem yeah. you have, you face then is the people around you are like, hey, hey, come back to the, you know, you talked about it as being in the cupboard, right? And you stay in that that cupboard and then friends occasionally come and join you in the cupboard for a drink. And all of a sudden now your world is so much bigger and brighter having just started with yeah. that one thing. You come out of the cupboard, you know, and you don't even realize that you're in a cupboard. It's so weird that like, it's such a bizarre thing. I was looking at my cupboard the other day with my like Henry Hoover in it. And, um, and I was just like, geez, that is what it's like. I know I was in there literally on my own drinking, which is the truth. You know, I was on my own drinking quite a lot. Mm. Um, you know, nobody was around to sort of know that. So I didn't have to hide it like some people do and all the rest of it. But I was in that cupboard and it was just like, you know, sometimes we, we go in there get really, really, really drunk together. And then I pass out in there. When I wake up, no one's there. I'm lonely. I'm on my own. And then when I finally had the courage to say, I'm getting out of here, you know, nobody wants you. They're like sucking you back into the cupboard. Like come mm. back into the cupboard. Like we're all in here having fun. It's like, actually, no, I'm getting out of here. Um, and uh, when you finally get out, then everyone's like, oh, actually, I don't drink very much alcohol. Oh, I try not to drink very much alcohol. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know, why are you doing No, you know, it's like because everybody wants to be like, oh, they, I don't know. They, it, yeah, they start, then you start thinking, God, actually, people want to give up alcohol. Like, there's a lot of people that do, you know, yeah. I don't, most of the time, a lot more now. Pay it down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think, I think often people are reconsidering their relationship with alcohol, right? I mean, almost every hangover. How many times have we all said never again, right? Never again, only for the following weekend to come along and be like, bah. Yes. Oh, not yes. good. Um, so um, talking about the run up to um, making this decision here. So how did you hear about one year no beer? And, you know, <clears throat> what was different between trying it before and then the decision this time and with one year no beer okay so i i knew that i wanted to give up alcohol for like for health reasons and stuff and 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 wanting to be clear-headed from my divorce so i started to go um sober on my own i didn't even know about one year no beer and i started to accumulate months by myself I've got I, I did a streak of five months on my own six months on my own seven months on my own um but the peer pressure around me without having something to go actually I'm doing one year no beer like I've actually signed up to something but when you're just doing it off your own back there is so suddenly there's a party there's a barbecue there's yeah. a wedding there's a bar mitzvah there's a funeral like you know it's just like or you go out to the to the restaurant it's like buy two glasses, no, buy, um, no, a Groupon. And you're just like, okay, so if you have your meal, then you get a bottle of wine free. And you're like, hold on a minute. If I'm not a drinker, what else am I going to get? Can you give me some money instead? Like, do you know what I mean? It's just yes, like, you're, yes. they're forcing you to have a bottle of wine and you yeah. feel like you're actually missing out if you don't have the wine. So it was just so much peer pressure. And I remember going to the local pub where I was having sort of non-alcoholic beers, which has got so much better now, I must say. Yes, but at the time yes, I was having my, my Bex Blue. And I, and I turned up one day and uh, my friend owned the pub and, um, and I bought a glass of wine. And he was like, Ross, I thought you were sober. And I was like, yes, it's six months today. Ching. And I got absolutely legless. I just absolutely, I can't remember what had happened to me. Something had happened that had upset me. Mm. And I just was like, F it. I, yeah. I, I literally just went, F it button. I'm just going to get legless. And I just, and then that just opened me up to like months of drinking. Another time I'd done seven months and then I went on holiday. And then I just got completely obliterated on holiday. That happened mm. twice. <clears throat> so when I signed up to one year, no bit, <clears throat> One of my friends, uh, Lewis, which is, he's on, he's on one year. Hi, Lewis. Um, and um, he basically came to see me. Um, he lives in London and he came over to Cheltenham and he, and it was lovely. I hadn't seen him for a while. And um, he was a big drinker at uni. We'd, we drank, you know, and like, to be honest, if Lewis wasn't at the party, 
it was like it was a crap party um <laughs> so i went you know lewis was coming and i was like yeah we're gonna get really drunk and like you know we went out and he was like mate i'm not drinking and i was like what you you're not drinking like what and he was just like yeah i've, I've signed up to this one year no beer thing like 28 days and i was just like and then I was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> like, come and drink with me. Um, and it was just like, you know, it was really weird. And I sat there for the entire night drinking by myself with him opposite me, having a, I think I had an orange juice or something. Mm-hmm. And it was so bizarre. And I woke up the next day, obviously feeling like absolute hell. And he yep. was fine. And I was just like thinking to myself, God, if Lewis can do it. Like, I can do that, you know? And I signed up. I went on. He was like, oh, let me. He actually said to me, which is a bit naughty, but he was like, here's my sign-in details for one year, no beer. Um, Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But he was like, um, he was like, have a look at it. And I was like, okay, I'll I'll have a look. So I like went in and I had a look around. And I was like, yeah, I want to do this because I've done all these months on my own. And there's always something where someone's like, no, you know, it's a party. It's, a, you know, it's a... It's a funeral, come drink. So having <clears throat> having the statement, no, I'm doing one year, no beer. Mm. It was like that really just said to people, I nearly swore, F off, you know, like I'm doing something for myself. I'm bettering myself. And I could fall back on that. I could be like, no, I'm really just doing this right now. And it's a year. Thank you very much. Mm. And it was very good. So when I went on to one year, no beer, I saw all the, the options that you've got there, 28 days, 90 days or whatever. I've got my little bands on. And um, I thought, no, I can't go for a little one. I've got to go straight in with the one year, no beer. And at the time, I have no idea what your prices are now, but <clears throat> at the time, I think it was 180. So it was a commitment. And I thought, yes, I'm going to do that because it, it's... It's money that is enough for me not to lose, like mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't cheap enough to, to, to just screw it, you know? So yeah. it was an investment. And I thought about it and I thought, yes, I'm going to do that. And I've actually saved 1,600. So I've absolutely like, you know, and that's only what I've recorded exactly. on, on my yeah. little quick ass. <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, and I can pay all my bills really well. I bought a beautiful sofa, in my opinion. I know some people are going to hate it, but um, and and you know, I can pay my rent nicely, my car, and even in lockdown, you know. Okay, I've just I've just now on the third month of lockdown or whatever it is, you know, just had to borrow a little bit of money off my mum. But I haven't been just sat here drinking. Um, I've actually had the money to look after my family, go shopping, you know, instead of like literally weeing it or puking it down the toilet, which was pretty much a given like every morning, I'd, I'd be sick the next day. And I think I released a picture to say hi to everybody on One Year No Beer, which was a professional picture taken of me laying on the floor. I wasn't drunk when it was taken, but I made myself look drunk. So I had my a hair piece on the floor and I was looking at myself in the bin and it was it was um it was art because the amount of times I woke up in the morning at five, which because you do, don't you? Because you just wake up at three or five or something like that. You come downstairs and you feel like hell and you take your paracetamol. I was just laying down on, on the floor, feeling, trying to feel cold, looking at myself in the bin's reflection. And I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. It's got to end, you know, mm-hmm. that's and that was a really powerful moment for me to open up. And some people might remember that. From one year no beer, I did release that picture. Um, I do delete like lots of my stuff because there's so many people in one year no beer, but I, I release it. And I, you know, my the guys that I know might remember that picture. There's a but few people was- who've said they've been following your journey. Um, so we'll get on to if anyone has any questions or, or comments they want to, I'll, I'll have a look at those Aww, at, some at the end. I can't see, but yeah, um, okay. Um, yes, I could just make them up. No, um, I will. <laughs> there are there are loads. So so yeah, okay. I'll, I'll have a squeeze back through them in a minute. Thanks for joining our podcast. I really hope you're getting a lot from today's episode. So have you taken the OYMB challenge yet? Have you challenged yourself to be the best possible version you can possibly be? By changing just one thing, like your relationship with alcohol, you can change your whole world. Visit us at oneyearnobeer.com forward slash take the challenge and let's start the first steps in living your life better. Okay, so that led you on to uh, taking the plunge with One Year No Beer and then what changed for you? 
what what has this journey brought for your life okay so it's um it's definitely like there's two amazing things that have happened in my life that I've done for myself um health wise and this is absolutely at the same level as as the other one uh, I had my eyes lasered to take away my glasses yeah and mm. that's just that was amazing but one year no beer is it it, it I am a completely different person. I cannot tell you. I was suffering from severe depression. Um, I was on antidepressants and I'm still on them a little bit, but you know, my situation with the divorce is quite difficult, but I was on a very heavy amount of, of um, antidepressants and, and, and in counseling. So I had depression, I had anxiety and I had uh, paranoia, which was really horrible. I've got to say, and it took me about 90 days for for those things anxiety you know is a big thing that just disappeared at day 90 um I don't know what happens like biologically but it, it just went and um I know that Kelly uh, on here she she's she was I remember following her story and she was like I'm really an- anxious at the beginning and blah 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 and then she just flourished into this kind of like amazing like non-anxiety uh, person and she's just like her transformation is just so exciting and um you know the work that she'd done on herself and Stephen like he's just completely transformed and all these people doing like exercise and stuff and running marathons and stuff but yeah so the anxiety depression and and paranoia sort of just skedaddled at 90 days and then I had my bands so every time I got to skedaddled um I like I said before we get on to the before we go on just before you jump onto the bands, um, everybody watching got to see just how much you lit up there. Um, for the podcast listeners, um, Roz absolutely lit up there just talking and reminiscing over the people in the community. Um, and that is, I think, really the essence of One Year No Beer. What's so powerful is that by seeing a community who are going through your journey, but the, many are further ahead. Some people are toe for toe, but many are further ahead. And they're posting stories that sound like yours. And they're going through situations like yours. And they are conquering them. And they are, they're constantly posting about either what's changed or improved. And it is a phenomenal place. It's a really phenomenal place. And I think the level of connection in the community was kind of summed up with you. You're talking about some people who you know through Facebook, right? And for many people out there in the real world, they're like, oh, what? You've got like Facebook friends? And you're like, well, it's way more than that. These are people across the world who are championing each other, who are supporting each other through what is a really difficult journey. Oh my God, massively. I mean, I think that, I mean, I, you tend to kind of like group up with people who are at the same stage as you. Um, and you know, so I've, the people that I really enjoy, they've all come over to my private Facebook page, but the transformations are unbelievable. Like when you actually follow people and you see them suffering and maybe you see them crying one day and they've broken down and they're calling out for help. Like, please, today I feel like drinking because this happened with my husband or my children have done this or this and that the other happened. he's like please 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 help me and then everybody just goes Vroom, and they just literally yeah. write to me if you need to like i i can call you if you 500 need to. comments oh it's unbelievable and the support yeah. and then when you see people get through that nasty little bit that they've they've mm. been in and i certainly release like crying videos you know as well like my life is over um but you know and and it's just like, and they get through that and you think, yes. And you, and you log on the next day and you're like, yes, they made it. They didn't drink <laughs> last night. And they, and they come on in the yep. morning and they're just like, yes, nine o'clock or, or whatever. I didn't drink last night. And everyone's like celebrating. The community is yeah. absolutely amazing. And then, and then the magic happens because then you're left with, okay, I'm not drinking. I've got all of this time on my hand. Like time becomes very long and and, and massive. <clears throat> and you're like, hold on a minute, what am I going to do? And then, then you start improving your life and you start thinking, right, what's my business? How's my business business operating? Or how, how am I at work? Or um, what are my friendships like? Or my family, maybe I should check in with them and talk to them. And it's like, utterly amazing. And then people set up new companies. God, have I seen that? Yeah, yeah. You know? 
you know, Kelly's like set up this like fit, you know, fat loss thing. And it's just like, wow. And she's like yeah. dyed all of her hair. And like that happens <laughs> a lot. All the women are like dyeing the hair and they look absolutely stunning. You know, the, 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 the self-perception has changed. So of course the, uh, the external view is going to change because what's changing is inside. And that, you know, even if it's just from the eyes brighter and skin glowing and hair glowing that people talk about and, you know, all of those things, but it's that, that feeling of zest for life that comes back. And that was what's so crazy. You know, earlier on, you spoke about there's lots of people there who are, who are maybe suffering with anxiety and depression and mm. are drinking because of that. And yeah. you're like, well, actually it's the cause. How do I help yeah. you realize that it's the cause that those things disappear when you remove the booze? Not, not always, right. We're not saying that the, obviously there are medical <clears throat> reasons and lots of things like that, but it's definitely the beginning yeah. part. You mentioned about those, um, um bracelets so um you had them you found them motivating going on your journey as you went through the stages yeah so when i signed up to one year no beer <clears throat> i knew that i needed to have like things to aim for um <clears throat> when it gets to a difficult day and you've called out for help you it's almost by the minute that you need help um and uh you're like god if i if i can just not drink for one hour you know and then you think go oh, can i can i do that for maybe i don't won't drink until nine o'clock or do you know so you kind of like you can kind you get it, it, you need little tiny sort of things to work towards so these uh the like i said to you earlier the the yellow one full fell behind my makeup table but they're the colors of the rainbow and on them um the one that i've got behind the thing it has a number on it but this one's 28 for example that's just the one year no beer one then you've got the day 90 there and then you've got the amazing 365 which was just like it was on my mirror for every, like every day I did my makeup you know it's on the mirror like that's my goal yeah um, and don't touch me anyone I'm like in one year no beer and you know it's almost like a kind of like deflector you know it's just like have a drink no I'm doing one year no beer you know it's really that's really what it was designed for that's exact. that's the whole reason the name exists is because we were like it's got to be a left hook to the face uh, when somebody says come on why are you not having a drink have a drink I'm doing one year no beer and it was like you know the one phrase that you could just say that would be that would convey everything in one thing um and buy Absolutely. you buy you that excuse it's a shield yeah absolutely um, works so yeah. um we, we talked about transformation <clears throat> what has transformed for you because you uh, and we touched on this earlier so i sort of made the comment that for you i think alcohol had always been this 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 central or big part of your life and yet you've been trying to change your relationship with it and so subconsciously or consciously you knew it was holding you back and like we said it keeps you in that box you know you um you inside you know from a young age you were studying to be an actress and that was where you go but to be a, a successful actress you need confidence you need to be able to be center of attention you need to be able to to really shine a light and yet that thing never really happened for you until you changed your relationship with alcohol. And now you're starting to see what is it? Green shoots really rise up for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, <clears throat> basically, like you said earlier, that like um, when you give up alcohol, you return. Um, I, I think that you actually become instead of return because I don't ever think that I was what I am now. I've never, ever, ever been so confident in my life can you tell um but that's amazing it's <laughs> just so amazing I love hearing it's, that it's unbelievable like you do you just you become respectful of yourself and you're like what am I what what have I got myself you know and you're like actually I've got a lot you know I'm really proud of myself for these reasons like whatever they are for you I'm a really good mother you know I've put my children to bed completely sober tonight I've woken up in the morning like and leapt out of bed which is just like I that sleep when you give up alcohol oh god you know when you get through the sugar the the, oh, the sugar cravings at the beginning sleep sleep can be a problem but when it starts to get like good the sleep and waking up in the morning was just so beautiful <clears throat> and I just can't mornings are amazing and lots of the people on there talk about miracle mornings everybody's getting up at five o'clock you know and it's just like god if you're a drinker nah 
that is not going to be happening. But lots and lots of people, I know that Colin does it all the time. He's like posting like pictures of himself walking around in the dark, like it's five o'clock in the morning. And he's got a meditation, he's read a book by then, he's gone on for a walk and he's taken a cold shower. Like everybody's into the cold shower thing, you know, because they're just awake before and all the kids are asleep and they're having a coffee. But it's just like, it just opens up a new world. It opens up a new world completely. I, I would never, ever personally return to alcohol. It's It's... Just putting myself in a prison and and, sh- and making my life very, very small and confined. Um, <clears throat> I drank away problems that happened to me in my childhood. I don't need to go into it. But I think that a lot of that was kind of like stuff happened to me in my childhood, which upset me. And then I think that's why I took the route of, of drinking and taking drugs. That's all out of my life for a long time. But drinking did continue. <clears throat> it's just escapism. And not, and you need to be brave enough to go, actually, yes, okay, some serious stuff has happened to me, but I'm going to be brave now. And I'm going to take away like the pacifier, um, which was the alcohol, um, when, when you're drinking and, and actually face it, you know, and it's hard. It's really hard. And when you see yeah. people on one year, no beer giving up, there's a lot of crying, you know, there's a lot of crying, but it's- you get through that. It, it, I mean, you know, no transformation is going to come easy. There are always going to be um, bits of tears and everything else. But I think um, uh, that is the beauty of the transformation. And I think you hit the nail on the head. It's the brave enough piece. But from what I'm seeing out there in the world, I think more people than ever are choosing to ch- change their relationship with alcohol right now. So don't read what you're seeing in the media about more people are drinking. Um, so more alcohol consumption is happening. Yes, but more people than ever are choosing to change their relationship with alcohol. So, you know, if you're thinking about doing it, it's absolutely a great time to be doing this um if not the best time and you could probably comment on that Rose, because you, you would say i mean alcohol and lockdown and christmas and you know how did you survive without alcohol during lockdown well i saw an advert and uh, not an advert sorry i saw a post on facebook and it was like and it was a, a screenshot of of like um you know how like they uh, display news on those kind of like bulletins and it, in it it said um you know what are what are the people of the or what are the kids of the future going to be like when we're all homeschooling drunk and I just was like disgusted by that you know I was like oh my god we're making a joke of it you know but but perhaps that's yeah. really serious you know like what mm-hmm. happens if you can't homeschool your kids because you're throwing up in the morning thank god I'd given up drinking before that thank god I'd given up drinking before lockdown because I've got the money to be able to feed my children um, and, um, I can, I can see why people would be like, right, I'm going to drink and be on zoom calls with my friend. I can, I understand it, but you know, we need to be sober in my opinion, sorry, um, to actually homeschool properly, to be present, to put our kids to bed, you know, at night sober to get them up and get them out for the exercise and yeah. And, and money big time, you know, I think with the lockdown. Amazing. Yep, absolutely. I'm agreeing with all of those things. And, um, it, but I also, we both understand that why people are in that situation or why they feel like they need a drink because of the yeah. pandemic and uncertainty and all those boredom. things. Boredom, uh, t- 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 trying to deal with the kids. I need a drink, you know, all of those things. We understand them, but they're not true. And if we could just get you to see yourself, you would, you would agree with us. Um, what is ahead for you? What's, so now you've gone through this transformation. What does the future hold for you? Okay, so I posted a video about this the other day. Um, I was striving to get to 365 because of all of the, the things that I was going for with the bands and everything. And, and a lot of it was kind of like striving, striving. And like, you know, and it was amazing, like the transformation of the friendships that I formed and all that stuff. Within, within my, um, my period of giving up drinking, I, did, I was overwhelmed at the beginning because I was ha- suffering with anxiety. I shut my life down. So I had like Facebook po- pages with my acting on it and I had like loads and loads of followers. But I was like, do you know what? No, I'm going to shut all that down. I had a food blog that I ran with like 1,500 followers, shut it down because I was just overwhelmed. I, c- I couldn't cope. So now that I've got past 365 um I have now started to relaunch myself again and um I've my business as a driving instructor I've made a new website and it looks well in my opinion it's it's lovely I know I've sat down without 
well, without being completely lazy, to be completely honest, alcohol makes you so lazy. I've made my website. It looks beautiful. I've contacted students to get reviews on Google. You know, I've got plans to um, to do, I've bought loads of things to do competitions for them. So my my business, which was running and collecting money for me, but now I've like put it up a level, you know, and it's just, and that's because I'm not lazy anymore. And with the acting, even though I was um, uh, operating on a smaller scale with my friends, I've kind of made a new Facebook page for that. And it's all bright and, you know, and, and welcoming. And I'm collecting all my friends back and I'm saying, hi, do you remember me from like one and, you know, however long it was that I've taken a break, one and a half years or whatever it is. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, Ros, hey, you, know, how, you know, how are you doing? So I'm like, you know, rebuilding again. And that's because I've got respect for myself. And that's yeah. because I, I'm not lazy anymore. You know, get, get having a glass of wine kills kills your productivity completely mm. um and also they say about kids don't they if a kid gets bored then they'll play with like i don't know like a ball you know they'll make up a story you know they'll make up a thing with the ball if you take away alcohol at first you're like ah, ah i haven't got anything to do i don't know what i'm gonna do if i'm bored and it's just like actually no you're bored now so that means that you're now gonna make your life amazing because you're yeah. gonna be like right i'm gonna read books I'm going to improve my business. I'm going to maybe leave my job and go and get a new job, which I've seen loads on. You know, it's just yeah, like, that's right. you know, you're left, you're left to kind of go, what else is there? And, and then it's like the world opens personally. That's what I think. It know? does. It totally opens up. When you open up to the world, it opens up for you. All this opportunity arrives and everything else. And I think we've, we've, we've oversung um, absolutely all the positives of it. And I think just going back to the, the, the key points, you know, um, uh, brave was such a key word. I think, you know, having, having the braveness to, 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 to jump into this, even when yeah. you don't know how, even you don't know what's, what's ahead for you. And yeah. you know, th there might be lots of doubts. You might be listening and thinking, boredom you know i don't I, I don't really want to change anything in my life i'm happy with my life well if that's the case then you probably wouldn't be drinking regularly um and um i think that when you remove the alcohol that's when you'll discover you're like oh i actually wasn't that happy with <laughs> i didn't realize that um so i i guess uh, anyway in summary for you what what one thing would you say to somebody now who's thinking about taking this challenge who's maybe right at the early point of thinking about changing their relationship with alcohol Okay, so I, I think that I see lots of people, I, of, people often write to me and they say to me, oh, you know, I'm just starting out on my journey and like, what, what can you give me as advice? So this is like, I've had like people say to this before and I'm like, first of all, congratulations for even thinking that you want to give up alcohol. Like well, that sorry. is like half the battle right there. Like if you haven't even thought of it, you know, and then what, what happens then is once you think, right, I want to give up alcohol. Like every time that you drink and slip off the, and, and have a blip or whatever people like to call it. I didn't have any myself, but people do blip. But what happens is people feel very disappointed in themselves. And I think that this is excellent because you're like, you're actually now starting to have a brain. You're setting up your brain to think, no, that's not good. Um, and so yeah. every time people fail, I mean, who, who's got it right first time? Like, is there actually a person who's gone, I'm going to give up drinking and not fallen off the wagon? I mean, has that ever happened? So whenever someone falls off and they're really disappointed, I think that's excellent because then they're like creating the brainwaves to, to go, no, drinking, um, uh, uh, it brings like the shame and the guilt. And you don't want to feel those things. You want to be happy. You want to be playing with your children. Like, you, you know, you don't want to have anxiety. So I, I, I say to people, please don't worry. You know, if you're thinking, just learn from the mistakes that's happened. If you've fallen off the wagon, let yourself feel bad about it. You know, try not to let, try not to say, oh, well, no, it doesn't matter. Like, try and get into the mindset of, oh, man, I cannot believe that I did that. You know, and then then that's when you start to go, right, I'm going to have a longer streak now. And and then then it starts to really sort of take fold because then you start going exercising or doing whatever you do or doing art or whatever. And then you start to think, actually, there's more to life than drinking. So that's what I'd say. Half the battle is what is actually being in the room in the first place, being in the place in the first place.
Yeah, absolutely. Well said. And um, for you, you're that's it. You're done. Never going back to alcohol again. You've realised it is not a part of your life. Yeah, for me personally, like I said earlier, it that it that's it. I mean, I'm not somebody who can moderate. Um, I've I've fallen off the wagon um, three times officially: seven months, five months, and six months, all separately. And I fell off the wagon with uh, like tremendous fall. <laughs> you know, I would go out and I would get absolutely legless. You know, um, sorry about my light; it's not very light, is it? Um, so yeah, you know, and I just really, really fell off the wagon, and and then after that, it just opens up the door yeah. to just drinking every day. You, you just drink every day again, and for me, I can't do it. Um, I know that some people can, but I certainly can't, and I wouldn't want to go back into the cupboard. <laughs> That's fair. So why? So why? So why risk it? Um, yeah. And so um, better to leave that one. Um, I reckon I do reckon though with all the work that you are doing that you'd be a very you are a different person um and I think that that's that's the key part of this journey is is doing the stuff you know it's not just not drinking it's doing all the stuff it's creating a life that you love and it, brilliant if the end result of that is I never want to drink again that's amazing for some other people it may be it may be different but I'm trying to read out yeah. some of these brilliant um, <clears throat> comments here so Polly uh, says yay Ross um so proud of you Polly! Lots of ah, thank you, Polly. Hiya. Um, Sarah, loved following your story. You've done amazingly. Um, oh, Sarah Anderson. Um, sorry, I just have to scroll through these because there's uh, lots of notifications in amongst all these wonderful comments. Hang on. Here we go. Um, <clears throat> Helen, it's great getting up feeling fab and not hungover. My sons have said they've got their mum back. Oh, you know, that's amazing. Wow. Helen. Um, Claire, wow. I agree with you. I feel more confident. I'm 19 months into my sobriety. Well done, Claire. That's amazing. Wow. wow. Um, <clears throat> Tracy, I'm day 25 and wanting chocolate constantly. Is this normal? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> sugar rush. Oh, sugar. my God. Sugar, sugar. Um, yeah, I mean, Tracy, uh, first of all, there's a lot of sugar in alcohol. Second, um, the brain is... Um, craving dopamine because that's what the release is that you get off alcohol uh, and third thing um the way the alcohol is processed into sugars so knowing that yeah. um a little bit of sugar in the in the beginning so you know if you've got 70 percent chocolate it's basically kale i mean come on let's be honest um 70 so, um, chocolate or above is basically kale you heard it here on one year no beer um and it's fine if it's the lesser evil just focus on the not alcohol thing we'll work on the chocolate later and We've just launched our 28-day no-sugar challenge uh, in Live Life Better. Um, but don't do that now because day 25 is early. When you get down to 80 days or further down the track and you've got the alcohol thing nailed, check out the no-sugar challenge. Oh, wow. Yeah, I need to do that. Whoa. Still, I mean, I had like sleep was was difficult um, at the very, very beginning. I remember posting about sleep, like, oh, my God, I just can't sleep. But the sugar was just, I mean, I remember like, I oh, I remember going to a shop and posting a picture and I bought about five multi-packs and just like took a picture of it and just gone, is this normal? You know, it was just so much sugar, so much chocolate, jelly sweets, just, yeah, <laughs> God, that is sugar in my tea. Like, you know, like, and I don't have sugar in my tea. Um, although I might promote the, the tea and biscuits flavor. That's really good. By things. <laughs> like that, if you're having a sugar, Ross, get that. Should I turn my lights on? It sounds like um, it sounds like I need to challenge you to the no sugar challenge soon. Yes, um, yes, no, do that, do that. <laughs> I'm just going to turn the light on. Right there, you go. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I definitely, definitely need to do that. Nightmare. Uh, um, Greg, <laughs> ten years more time to do everything. Life is incredible. Don't miss feeling horrible in the morning. Legend, Claire. No. Um, uh, um, yes, awesome, great. Same Helen. No going back. There's a few people joining you on the never moderating um, comments. Yeah. Um, Helen, I need the no sugar challenge. I'm trying a detox this week and I'm dying for a brew. So, um, one year, no beer.com forward slash live life better. You'll find the no sugar challenge in there. Check it out. It's been our most, most popular program since we launched live life better. Um, and then John day 46 today, definitely need to kick the sugar's ass. Well, there you go. Sugar is a regular thing in here, but, <clears throat> but I just say when you're trying to, in the early days of changing your relationship with alcohol, wait till you've got the alcohol thing nailed. Like either you're in the position where you've said, I've got this nailed or I'm never drinking again like yeah. Roz is, then focus on the sugar piece because 
Um, you, what you got to work on is releasing more dopamine in your life that doesn't require sugar or alcohol. Oh God. I mean, yeah, I totally agree. Don't give up sugar and alcohol at the same time. Like that would be a nightmare. Like be kind. It's a very difficult situation. It's incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, so eat as much sugar as you like, you know, I <laughs> did coffee that- and sugar at the same time. You have, you have sugar in your coffee? No, I did coffee and alcohol. Sorry, coffee and alcohol at the same time. I did oh, yeah, removed yeah, coffee exactly. and alcohol at the same time. Oh, um, okay. Definitely okay. helped me calm down. Roz, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you yeah. on uh, the One Year No Beer podcast and the One Year No Beer Live. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to hear some more of your story later down the track. And, um, you know, if you want to hear more from Roz or see some of her journey, then just jump into the community and you'll see it there. Thanks so much for joining us, Roz. Yeah, no problem. It was so much fun. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the One Year No Beer podcast, where our mission is to share and tell the stories of the everyday heroes who are taking the steps to make a meaningful impact by changing their relationship with alcohol. If you want to join our community and find out more about the variety of benefits that you can enjoy by becoming part of our 80,000 plus members within our alcohol-free movement, then click the link in the show notes below. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.